If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube to go to search bar and type in the podcast, charge it to the game podcast. And you will get all you need about the sports world from this podcast. It's on YouTube. I am a describer and I recommend this podcast to you. Describe to them today. Again, go to the search bar on YouTube and type in Charge It to the Game podcast. And you will enjoy all the information and have all the information you need about your sports. Now we're going to go to our time of worship.
Welcome to God's Back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 29 of season 1. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and those last two songs that we just played are encouraging. The first one, in the name of Jesus, our chains will fall. Hallelujah. Jesus' name is the most powerful name in the world. It makes the demons flee. It makes the demons run from him. So we need to learn when we're in times of trouble or storms to go to Jesus and let him take care of us and bring us through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we need to have a praise party for it like we never had before. That's what these two songs teach us today. Well, we're getting ready to go into our last um, Bible study on the book of Job. We're going to do the last three chapters because, like I said, some of the chapters dealt with a few thoughts. Some of them dealt with one thought. Um... So we're going to wrap up the Bible study on the book of Job today. And then we're going to have a one-day podcast tomorrow on the subject of... Study on why we can't live in the flesh. Why Jesus don't want us to live in our flesh, but in his spirit. That's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So we're going to get into the Bible study, the last three chapters here. And we're going to go for there. And if you got your Bibles, the good thing about these podcasts, that they can be paused. If you got your Bibles, open them up to the book of Job, chapter number 40. And we're going to start in verse 1. Now, if I start coughing today, <coughs> like I just did, my allergies have acting up. I've been, I'm in allergy season, so just please excuse me from it. Verse 1 of Job chapter 40 says, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproved God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile, what shall I answer thee? I will lay my hands upon my mouth, once I have spoken, but I will not answer, yea, twice, but I will proceed no further. Then answered the Lord unto Job, out of the whirlwind, and said, Grid up thy loins now like a man, I demand of thee, and the Declare unto thee, which thou also disluin my judgment, which thou contend, condemn me, that thou mayest be righteous, as thou and am like God. Or canest thou thunder with a voice like him? Deck thyself now with the majesties of decency, and array thyself with glory and beauty. Cast abroad the rage of my wrath. And behold, every one that is proud and abased him. Look on every one that is proud 
and bring him low and tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together and bind their faces in secret. Then will I also confess unto thee that thy own right hand can save thee. Behold, thou behemoth, which I made with thee. He eateth the grass as an ox. Lo, now his strength in his loins, and the force is in the navel of his belly. He remove his tail like a cedar, and swine of his stone are wrapped together. His bones are strong piece of brass. His bones are like a bar of iron. He is the chief of the way of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. Surely the mountain brings for, for him forth food, where all the beasts of the field play. He lieth under the shade tree, and is covered of the reeds and fins. And shyly trees, shady trees cover him with their shadows. The willows of the brook compass him about. Behold, he drinketh up a river, has hastened not. He turneth that he can draw up the Jordan into the mouth. He taketh it with his eyes and his piercing through snares. So here we have this thought here. It's in verses 1 and 2. It says, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproved God, let him answer it. Let's go to verse 3. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hands upon my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will answer ye twice, but I will proceed no further. Then answered the Lord unto Job out of the whirlwind and said. And then we found out, basically, he wanted, God was demanding that Job answer him. Okay? But, you ever been in a situation that you might have been talking about somebody? <coughs> and you turned around? And they were there. And then they confront you about it when you're there and you try to lie. Or you try to get out of it by not just saying anything. This is probably how Job feels here. You know, we got to remember, God hears everything of everybody he says in this world. Then and now. And in the beginning. Okay, he is not surprised about what we say and what we do. He hears it. And I believe there's a lot of days <clears throat> God is up in heaven and he's crying because of the way this world is acting or the way he gets treated for what he does for us. But Job is, God is mad at Job and he's demanding Job to answer him. And the question basically was, do you instruct me? You know, and then again, he went through and kind of said to Job, did you take care of this? Did you take care of that? Did you do this? Did you do that? And the list went on and on and on. 
And then towards the end of that list, it was saying to what God has done. How is your righteousness more than mine when I'm doing a lot more than you? Like we shared yesterday, humans were Johnny come lately to the party. Okay? So, Job is realizing that, ooh, crap, I shouldn't have said what I said. You know? And God is, you know, demanding him to talk. And he's refusing to talk. Now, as God was talking to him, in verses 3 and 5, which we read already, what we'll read again, Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What I answer, Shall I answer thee? I will lay my hands upon my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer ye twice, but I will proceed no further. In other words, Job is saying here, I don't think so. Okay? Job is beginning to see himself in the light of God's presence. He sees himself being vile. And this made him suddenly silent. When we start seeing things that we did wrong. And God is confronting us. We go silent. So we should. Just like our parents. When they punish us for things we did. Most of the time we go silent. Because they want to say. What do you have to say for yourself? And we don't know what else to say. Because we did it. And we're not wanting to get ourselves in more trouble. But we come ashamed of ourselves. I used to have a dog. which she had, well, My mom and dad had a dog. And I used to call her sister. But her name was Lizzie. And when she did something bad. And she knew she did something bad. She would cower down low to the ground. And come walking. And I know how she felt. Because when we do things. We want to hide ourselves. Okay. Because we know we did wrong. And Job knows he's did wrong now. And he's realizing it. Alright. That's how he feels here. Now let's go. So the third thought in this, of verse 6, which we did. Then answered the Lord unto Job, out of the whirlwind, and said, verse 7, Grit up thy loins now like a man, and I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. The stern bark in all of it, Flurry of God's spark out of the world, speak out of the whirlwind, he continued to appeal through creation. In other words, he wants Job to speak. How dare you, basically? And Job is realizing here he's got to listen, and he did wrong. All right? Now, we're going to go to chapter 41 and in chapter 41 there's just one thought but we're going to read the whole chapter to get the picture of what this thought has okay 
So let's go to Job 41, verse 1, and we're going to read 1 through 34. Can thou now of out of Lebanon with this hook or his tongue with a cord which thou letteth down? Can thou put a hook into his nose, a bore his jaw through the thorns? Will he make supplication unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Will thou take him for a servant forever? Will thou play with him as with a bird? Or will thou bind him for a middens? Shall the champions make a ban banquet for him? Shall they part him from among the merchants? Can Canest thou fill the skin with barbed iron? For his head with fish spears? Lay thy hand upon him. Remember the battle to do no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one of be cast down, even in the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? Who has presented me that I should repay him? Whoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his part, nor his power, nor his common portion. Who can discover the face of his garments? Who can come with him without double bridle? Who can open the door of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are the pride shut up together with his closed seal. One is so near to another that no one, no ear can come between them. They are joined one to another. Stick together, they cannot be slundered. By this kneeling and light does shine, and his eyes are like a eyelid in the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out of his nostril. Go smoke as one of the seen pot of cardin. In his belief killed and coal, and a flame goes out of the mouth in his neck. Remain the strength and sorrow is turned into joy before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm in themselves and cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone, yea, as hard as a piece neither millstone. When he rises up himself, mighty are afraid by reason, and speaking that they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold the spear. The dart of the Hopkins and esteem iron as straw and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He lengths at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are un under him. He spreads sharp pointed things upon the mire. He makes the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh the path of shine him. One would think the deep to horse upon the earth. There is none, there is not, not his like who is made with fear.
without fear. He belongeth all high things. He is a king over the children of pride. All right. This one thought here is in chapter 41. God continues to quiz Job related to his acts of creation. In other words, God is just going on and on and on to dress Job down for the sin that he did by saying, hey, I got more righteous than you. This made God a little upset. And you know what? No one likes to be told someone is better than them. But God is telling Job this. And you know what? As humans, we may not want to hear it, but God is better than us. So verse 40, chapter 41 is dealing with, he's keep going on about his God, his accomplishments. And why he's better than Job. And he should be. Alright. Now we're going to go into. Chapter. 42. And we're going to share. Three thoughts there. And then we'll be closing the podcast. And. Seeing what Job. Is going to happen. All right, verse chapter Job 42, and we're going to read verses 1 through 17. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, that, and that no thought can be withhold from thee. Who is, who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me. When I knew not, here I beseech thee, and I will speak, and I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes seeth thee. Wherefore I have abhorred myself, and repent in the dust and ashes. And it was so, after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Ebus the Tentmite, My wrath is kindred against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the things I that I that is right, as my servant Job has. Therefore take unto you now seven boatlocks and seven rams, and go to thy servants Job, and offer up for yourself a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you for him i will accept least i deal with you after your holy in that ye have not spoken up of me the things which write like my servant job so epaz the tempite bildad the shutite and zohar the nittite went and did according to as the lord commanded them the lord also accepted job and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when, when his friends, captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before, and came therefore unto him, 
all the brethren of, and all his sisters, and all they have been, and acquaintance before did not bread with him in his house, and they did bemond him, comfort him over the, all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-donkeys. And he also had, and he had also seven sons and three daughters, and called the name of the first one Jemala, and the name of the second Kela, and the name of the third Kiran, Hip Punch. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job a hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and sons' sons, even four generations, for Job died, being old and full of days. Now, verses four and six says, Here I beseech thee, and I will speak, I will demand of thee that I clear unto you. I have heard of thee by hearing my ears, but now my eyes seeth thee. Wherefore I have heard myself when I repent from the actors. Now, Job has finally got it that he sinned against God. And partially this is one reason why God allowed the devil to attack him. Because he was trying to get Job back on the right page. But he was also as a hidden treasure here for God. Showing the devil that, hey, Job is not going to turn from his ways. And as we see, he didn't turn around, he didn't curse God, and he didn't die. He wanted to die. He did end up, but we found out that now he sees what he did was wrong. He's asked God for forgiveness. All right? Then God dealt with his friends. <laughs> the three friends that was sent to comfort him. And God basically charged them with not basically standing up for what God stands up for in this case. And he told them to go get seven animals each and have Job sacrifice them for their sins and ask them for forgiveness. And when he did that, Job did his own and God forgave Job. And God forgave his friends. And he instructed his friends, you know, basically, when you're going to give advice, give Right advice. Yeah, God does punish, but sometimes there's a reason. And sometimes, you know, it started out with Job, as we know, that it was because the devil was challenging God. And God didn't like something in Job's life at that time. It wasn't revealed until, you know, the last few chapters of Job. But he, he became, as he was thinking, he became, and I think this sin showed up towards the end. That's why 
he began thinking that he was better than God on some of the things that he did do for people. We got to be careful when we do that. But God forgave him. He's asked God to forgive him. His friends asked God to forgive him. Then God turned around and gave Job back twice, twice as much possessions that he had before. And in some case, even better. And it said that God gave Job a long life. I believe it was 114 years. No, hold on. Uh, 140 years. He saw his sons born, daughters born, get married, have kids. And he saw four generations of this. He lived a long life, being old, and lived the full of days. Because, one, he didn't turn his back on God. And two, because he repented with the sin that he did do. But in the end, he won and the devil lost. That just goes to show you here. If you keep on keeping on with God, no matter what comes your way, God will bring you through. And in the end, he will give you back twice or he may be more than what you lost in the first place. Well, that concludes our Bible study of the book of Job. And like I said, we're going to um, go into why God don't want us to live in our flesh, but live in his spirit. And that's what we're going to share a one-day episode on tomorrow um but we'll be right back after these messages and we're going to talk about our new segment i'm going to read a story from my minister magazine that i get from and it's called the minister's magazine is tomorrow's world and um it gives us some stuff to to think about and preach about but i'm going to read this story and and the segment when we get back is going to be called Today's story is a lesson to teaching God, sorry, God, I'm reading the wrong spot, how God teaches us in other ways. We'll be right back after these messages. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoopy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back.
to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 29 of season 1. We're going to go with our new segment that we're going to add, and it's how God teaches us in other ways. Today I'm going to read you a story called A Lesson from My Dog. And it says also under the title, Sometimes we need to listen to our four-legged friends. There are times when I think my dog may be smarter than I am. I am sure that most dog owners feel this way. At some points, and I certainly felt that way one evening, when she helped teach me a valuable life lesson. The last thing I do before going to bed every evening is take my dog, Noel, out of the backyard. Sometimes I forget to turn on the outside lights, which leave half of my yard in the dark. I lived in my current home for more than 15 years, so I know the yard very well, and I don't think much about what I can or can't see. I also usually carry a small flashlight to help keep an eye on the perimeter, as foxes and coyotes have occasionally have been seen in our area. Typically, when Noelle needs to do her business, she bolts off the deck, but when I forget to turn on the light, she hesitates at the stairs, making a tentative move down the first step before climbing back up. After watching her do this distant a few times, I understood that she cannot see the bottom of the stairs when it is dark outside, so to help her, I shine my light on the steps with her part well with her path well lit. She will happily trot down even so. I thought at first that this was silly of others. We both have been up and down these steps thousands of times, so I obviously know. <coughs> that at the bottom where whether or not she can see it. My dog knew better. However, on this particular evening, the sky seemed especially clear and bright, and I was stargazing as we trail passed down the stairs. This time, however, I had forgotten my flashlight, so Noel hesitated as expected. Then I misjudged my last step. I fell on the ground, rolling my ankle in my flip-flop. I was seriously in- I wasn't seriously injured, but I felt awfully foolish, and my anchor hurt my ankle hurt a lot. As I hopped around the ground gr- grumbling to myself and rubbing my ankle, Noel was watching me as if I had lost my mind. Suddenly, perhaps Suddenly, Psalms 119, verse 105, came thundering into my thoughts. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Later, another scripture came to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5-6. That evening I realized that at least... For a moment, my dog had been smarter than her owner. Noel had waited for her path to be lit and had waited for my instructions. 
so she wouldn't be harmed. I, on the other hand, had blindly and foolishly trusted my instincts and my own understanding of the situation, then quickly learned how that worked out as I stumbled in the darkness. <coughs> Bless me. When we looked around the world, <coughs> excuse me. When we look around the world, we see most of our, the, our society leaning on its own understanding and walking in spiritual blindness. And we, and, and we see how it is working out for them. By contrast, when we obey God's word and follow him, his commands, our paths are well lit and cl clearly marked and can walk through life with clarity defined boundaries and expectation. When we know that we are doing right in our obedience to God, his law, we are safe and secure. Just think about how much better this world would be if everyone chose to walk in the well-lit path of righteousness. No more crime, no more hatred, no more hostility, and no more spiritual confusion. We all be on the same well-lit path. Well-lit path. My dog was smarter than her owner because she knows where her security lies, and she always seek out the lighted path. The Bible illuminates for us a well-lit path of practical application wisdom, often written in beautiful yet simple verses. If you are seeking wisdom, you need to learn more about this ultimate book of knowledge. And, uh, and the um, guy that wrote this is Lawrence Taylor. Let me tell you something, saints. There's a lot of truth to that. You know, a lot of us take for granted our life for God. A lot of us takes for granted the Word of God. And we, we try serving God with our own instincts. And in the end, in the end, it only hurts us. We got to learn to go to his word and read his word and start following the word. And let him be a light unto our steps as we're serving him in this world. Just like the flashlight was to Noel when he had it. Okay. Amen or oh me. Before we go to our prayer requests in this segment too, um, we got some people we need to pray for. Well, I want to read this. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube. Go to the search bar. Type in Charge It to the Game podcast. And you will get up-to-date information about all your sports teams in the world of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer, and I recommend you to describe to this podcast, too. So, describe to them today. Again, in the share bar... 
right? Charge it to the game and get the most up-to-date discussion on all things of sports. Do it today. We'll be right back after... Oh, we're going to... We'll be right back after these messages for our praying time and closing remarks. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. We're coming to the end of our podcast here, but before we close, we need to do some prayer requests that came in from the God's Internet Church online ministry and some of his family, some of its people that ask requests to the church. So we got about roughly 13 people that have coronavirus, and we want to pray for these people. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to be with Fred Taylor, Lord. Lord, we understand that he's coming out of quarantine and that he is doing better, Lord. But there is after effects to coronavirus, Lord. We just ask you to help him as he's struggling through to get back on his feet. Because, Lord, he does have problems breathing, Lord. We just ask you to help him and take care of him. And, Lord, I lift up Dylan Williams and his fiance Lexi to you right now in the name of Jesus. I just ask you right now as they're recovering from the coronavirus, let the after effects not be too bad for them. And let everything be good and done the way it's supposed to be for them, Lord. I ask you to be with Bob Cass, Lord. He lost my aunt, Bernice, to COVID, Lord. He had COVID, but he's over COVID. He got a minor case. He got a bad case. But he's still quarantined, and we just ask you to be with the grieving that he's going through and everything that he needs to do be taken care of. And, Lord, I lift up Sam Glopper to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to... Touch and heal him, Lord. And I got an update on him yesterday, Lord. They're saying that he's still in ICU and he's refusing to eat because he can't taste the food. And uh, and that's one of the the complaints of coronavirus. And and um, but he needs this food to be health, you know, to get his strength and let him just do what he needs to do, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with his wife Tammy. She's in the hospital too, but she's doing best better lord tammy the glopper she just needs oxygen and we just ask you right now to continue to be with her and help her get over this too and her husband sam and lord they got their daughter evelyn in there but we call her evie or evie the glopper and we just ask you right now lord she's in icu and she's on event but we hear that she's coming out of it and things are going good there and lord I ask you be with Jenny and James, Brady, Lord. I just ask you to touch them and heal them from their coronavirus and let everything go the way it needs to go. And their daughter, Lexi, has coronavirus, and I believe she's on to the point where she is being, um, you know, the after effects of it. But we ask you, Lord, to be with their son, Aaron, who lives in the house with Jenny and James. And we just ask you to continue to protect him. But let him not be foolish like he has been. Lord, let him quarantine himself, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin, Wayne Jr. Weaver. He's in the hospital, Lord, with coronavirus. He has a wife and he has a kid, Lord. We just ask you to... 
touch and heal him and make this day profitable and bring him home safe, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my Uncle George because my Uncle George has been, a, he's 90-something years old and he's been around coronavirus. So we're praying that, Lord, that he doesn't get it because this probably would take him. He just had a bout in the hospital um, with his kidneys and all kinds of stuff and and it you know, we don't want this to take him because this probably would take him. We just ask you to protect him, put a shield of protection around him, and get that nasty virus away from him. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. On our next Bible study, we're going to be talking about the book of Romans 8 7 and why we can't live in the flesh but live in God's spirit that's what we're going to study and on that note I'd like to say God bless you see you next time on God's internet church podcast until then which is tomorrow I'd like to say God love you be safe and be back about the same time tomorrow for God's internet church podcast and God bless you I'm Pastor Ron Weaver your host Thank <laughs> you.